welcome to 28 and Searching. I'm your host, Samantha, and today I have Ryan Toledo on with me. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for coming on my show. Hi, it's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Where are you currently residing? How many years have you been in your business? That sort of thing. Um, I'm 30 years old. I have been in business for about four years full-time. Uh, I live in Renton, Washington. Um, I've been landscaping most of my life, though. I started, you know, raking leaves when I was... I don't know, the fourth grade or so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you've been doing it since you were a kid. Yes, yes. I've been doing it a long time. Okay. And so what exactly is your job title and what does it mean that you do? Um, I wouldn't necessarily give myself a job title because, I mean, I am the owner, but I run everything. So I do everything, whether okay. it's bookkeeping, accounting, uh, labor, uh, materials, all that kind of stuff. I do everything. So um, as a job title, I wouldn't really give myself one. Okay. And so, what what's the name of your company, in case people want to find you? Uh, the name of my company is Call Ryan Landscaping and Maintenance. Okay, and so, what, do you guys specialize in any specific type of maintenance? Are you guys residential, commercial? What, what exactly are you doing within your company? Um, I would say we do everything landscaping-wise, um, and the reason I tend to kind of do everything is because I feel like there's another company that will say yes if we say no. Okay. So I like to do everything, whether it's, you know, planting or fence building, deck building, um, maintenance, um, installation of new landscaping. So okay. we do we do a, a wide range of things um, to to stay competitive with other companies. Okay. So you, you, you're you a generalized landscaper. You're going to be the expert that anything outdoors people call you. Yeah, hardscapes, everything. Okay. So let's talk about how you got into this position. What's what's kind of the way you became the owner of a landscaping company? Um. Well, about four years ago, I had, no, I guess it would be more about like six years ago, I had taken a full-time position at the uh, Cougar Mountain Zoo landscaping for them. Uh, and part of the uh, requirements for me to take the position was to purchase my own tools. Okay. So I had I had purchased all these tools so I could do the landscaping um, at the zoo. And then uh, one day I was just kind of standing around thinking how I could make more money because, you know, just working, you know, the nine to five just wasn't cutting it. And I was, sure. I was thinking of another way to get a new job or whatever. And so I was uh, I was standing scooping Zoodoo. <laughs> really, I was. Okay. I was sitting there shoveling Zoodoo and in, a, in, in the rain, probably in the cold. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what can I do? And so I, I whipped out my cell phone and I went onto Craigslist and I put out an ad and said, I, I will trim your hedges. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I received a phone call pretty quickly. Okay. And I, and I remember my first job. I went to this guy's house and uh, he had this big giant English laurel hedge and and he said uh, how much to trim the hedge and I was like well you know I make a hundred bucks a day at the zoo so if I can make a hundred bucks in a few hours I'm doing okay and so I think I told him two hundred dollars and and he said okay he said right away yes sir when can you do it and I knew right away I had shot myself in the foot but I also realized well I just made double what I make at the zoo, so yeah. I gotta be doing okay. <laughs> and, and the job took me a really long time, it took me probably like eight or ten hours in the summertime. And, uh, and I had taken a friend with me to hold the ladder and whatnot, and so I had to pay him a hundred bucks. And so, so I, I you know, I made a hundred bucks, he made a hundred bucks, I probably made less because of, you know, my tools, my dump fees, 
sure. fuel everything. So and so, but then right then and there, I knew that that I had something that this was easy. I should start working for myself. And so I continued to put out ads, and it slowly grew. Okay. I was working uh, full time on the weekends, uh, and then working my nine to five during the week, and then eventually I. Uh, the zoo fired me when they found out. <laughs> yeah, they fired me when they found out about my company. Okay. They, they called it a conflict of interest. So no choice. Yes, you you kind of had to go full board. Uh huh. It was it was a good thing though because I needed the push and it was like a Wednesday and he told he called me into the office and told me my last day was Saturday, and or excuse me Friday. He told me my last day was Friday. And, uh, and I was like, oh, man, I just spent all my money during Christmas. It's, oh, no. It's January, and there's not too much landscaping going on in January in Washington. Yeah. So, so I, uh, but it was a good push that I needed. I collected unemployment for a, uh, for a few a months. Bit. And then I uh, received a few contracts, and now we're here. Cool. Four years later. All right. And so we're, this is going to be a two-part kind of question because okay. you as an owner and then, you know, people who are employed with you, do you have to have any sort of degree or schooling? Both, like, do you think it would be helpful to have a degree as an owner or do you hire people with certain training or what What kind of goes into your position and the people you hire? Um, I would say a lot goes into my position. I always joke and say that I understand why you go to school for business management okay. because of how many different levels there are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I always joke also saying, why do I need to go to school for marketing when I can go on Facebook and create a Facebook ad and now we're doing marketing? Yeah. So I would say that school definitely plays a huge factor into it. Um, but I wouldn't say it plays all the factor. Okay, We're, so if you don't if you don't have schooling, that doesn't mean don't go for it. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, the 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 internet will give you all the information that you need. It'll help you uh, apply for business licensing okay. and insurance and bonds and all that kind of stuff. Okay, and then what about when you in, when you hire somebody? Do people you hire have to have any special school or training to be a landscaper? Um. I would sometimes, sometimes I like when guys come in with experience. Also, I kind of like when they don't come in with experience because then the only way that they learn is the way that you teach them. Okay. So they're going to constantly do it your way because you were the one that taught them how to do it. So it could be, it could go both ways. Okay. And so basically if somebody has an interest in this, whether they have experience or not, they should still go for it. Absolutely pursue it. It's like, it's more willingness to work exactly and to learn okay Mm -hmm. and so what would be if somebody was interested in doing this and either you know opening their own landscaping company what would be a good starting point to find out if this was something they wanted to do um i mean i would more or less kind of start how i started by just mowing lawns and raking leaves okay um there's there's really good money in that uh I always joke and say money does grow on trees <laughs> and it falls off in the fall time. Sure. And so you just rake it all up and, uh, and they give you money. And so what kind of startup costs to do that? If somebody was interested, what kind of startup costs does, do you, like just rough to estimate? Um, so I would say you could definitely do quite a bit with, I mean, a small pickup truck, um, weed whacker, a blower and a mower. Okay. And you could get a lot done, and and you could definitely start off with uh, lawn maintenance contracts. Okay, so minimal startup cost under um, ten grand. I would say you could definitely do. Uh, you could purchase all your tools 
uh, for two thousand dollars because that's okay. where that's where it, that was what the zoo had given me was roughly about two thousand dollars worth of tools, mm-hmm. and then um, well they didn't give them to me but yeah yeah you paid for them <laughs> yes exactly um, and then uh, and then just a small pickup truck okay okay and so if somebody wants to do this what sort of personality trait do they need or personality traits do they need to be successful as a landscaping owner um, I would say you have to be a people person you have to be outgoing um, and you have to have the willingness to kind of um, accept things sometimes you think you do a wonderful job the client comes out and says no this is completely wrong and you have to say you're right <laughs> let me fix this okay uh-huh. so or, a little bit of humbleness yes exactly or or sometimes you get you get the uh, older couple, older lady, older gentleman who just sit there and want to talk to you. They just want to talk to you, tell you about their grandkids and and how, how well the dog is doing and, yeah. all, and all these things. <laughs> and, and, and in your head, you're going, I have so much to do right now. I, I can't. Yeah. But you have to. You have to because she's going to call you back and she's going to say that you're her favorite. And so you definitely have to have customer service, people, person skills. And, and just and you know going in that that Miss Johnson is going to want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have almost a memory too, because yes. you got to know these types yes. of things to yeah and remember equate yeah for them. How was the wedding that you went for your grandson this summer? You know, okay, and she's going to really appreciate that you remembered that. So somebody like me who has facial recognition issues probably <laughs> wouldn't be good at uh, doing that. Yes. There's so many. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, and so what do you think is the person? trait that makes you successful in your position um, I would say uh, you know happy and smiling um, energetic okay uh, respectable that they see that you're kind of clean-shaved you're clean-cut that you, you have nice tools and I think and it sounds terrible but I think people judge you on that for sure yeah oh you yeah know, you show up with a dirty truck and and, and a smoking lawnmower they're probably not calling you back next time Okay, and that's an interesting thing to bring up because I know that places, you know, when you go into a bank, generally they mm-hmm. try to be, you know, suits and they have strict dress codes because sure. of the professionalism, mm-hmm. but you don't think about that when you talk about landscaping, but that sounds like it is the yeah. case. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. your appearance makes a difference. Uh-huh. Because they don't want they don't want the guy in the backyard, you know, that when their daughter's looking out the window, smoking a cigarette. Sure. Mom, who's that guy in the backyard? So presentation is yes. going to be a big part sure. about both working mm-hmm. and owning a business yeah. um, in landscaping, mm-hmm. which is interesting because most people wouldn't think about that, yeah. right? So um, that's a really good point to bring up. What? So on that note of kind of appearance being important when you wouldn't think that, what do you think is the one personality trait that if somebody has this, it's the, they need to stay away? Do not be, don't get into this industry. Don't start your own business here. Um, it's just not for you. Um, a trait that would be bad for the industry maybe would be um, somebody who, uh, that's a good question. Um, somebody who maybe, uh, I don't know, that's a good, that's hard. I would say you have to kind of adapt to it. You have to be able to adapt to things that are changing. Okay. Um, so if it's hard for you to, yeah, I guess adaptation. Okay. If it's hard for you to adapt to something, I think that it might, landscaping might be a little tough for you. So when you're, so what you're saying is during your day, 
you can have it all planned out, but it doesn't go that way. Sure. Okay. And so how often does that happen? Because I think landscaping is pretty cut and dry. So how does it kind of change? Um, sometimes you will run into material issues. You okay. measured and measured twice, and then you try to find the square footage times by, you know, to figure out your cubic yards, and, and sometimes you'll miss a little bit. Okay. So then you, that, that runs into issues there. Sometimes when, like, uh, one that we just ran into, we were building our fence, and there was a cement footing, and so now we have to figure out how to build around the cement footing so that our fence doesn't have a big a big arch in the middle of it. Okay. And so yeah, we had to we had to adapt to this cement footing that we didn't even bid for the job. Oh. So now this extra cost is not even in built into the job because we didn't see it. Okay. And so it sounds like you almost have to be um creative yeah. and you have to I mean you have to be mathematically inclined too sure. to do this mm-hmm. which you wouldn't necessarily think about do you do you think that's falls on more of you as an owner or do you think it falls on your employees as well I think it falls on your employees as well because you should be able to measure you know one fence board and measure out your length of your fence do a little bit of math okay. and find out that you need 692 fence boards okay so even training is going to be kind of important yeah during this so you have to take the time for people who don't have training to train them because it's not something they can just know how to do yeah exactly okay and there's a lot of steps in in into it as well okay so it's it's a lot to learn otherwise to become successful Mm -hmm. whether you're owning your own business in this or whether you're becoming a landscaper Mm -hmm. okay and so what what's a part of your personality that's kind of struggled where either you've had to change yourself and what you were doing or you had to change the job to kind of fit you so that you could be successful? Um, I would say a part I have struggled in would maybe be management. Um, sometimes it's hard to teach and to get the job done at the same time. Okay. Um, because, you know, we're, we're a small company starting off, so um, I think that it's hard to, sometimes I think that everybody should know what I know. Sure, okay. And then and then I quickly realized that it's not the case, and so then that's where, that's where, you know, the teaching and everything comes in, and then you have to, patience, you have to have a lot of patience, <laughs> so that... That hopefully the next time that we go to build a fence, the next time that we go to install some some landscaping, that oh hey I remember how to do this. Okay. And so that's something I definitely need to work on myself is is patience and being able to manage and teach. Okay, and that's something that anybody who is an owner mm-hmm. right needs to really focus on. Yes, exactly. Because expectations are kind of hard, mm-hmm. especially when you I mean it's your business right, mm-hmm. so you care a lot about it. Um, you have a very high expectation, whereas sure. somebody you hire may not. Yes, exactly. They're just kind of there. Okay. Um, and so I know you own your own business, so this is kind of different. But are there different areas you can kind of go into? Um, are there, like, lateral or ladder-type movements you can make within your business? Like, can you expand or can you contract to m- make your business more successful? Sure, I would say um, definitely, which I'm kind of looking to do this coming up landscaping season starts March 1st, so very soon. Yes. Yeah. Exciting, <laughs> yes. Um, 
I would say uh, that I, I want to contract um, and, and, and pull back from residential. Okay. Uh, and go more commercial. Okay. Commercial landscaping is a lot easier um, because they they just want to look good from far. Sure. Uh, and so and that's what they're really worried about where when you get into residential they're always going to be checking your work they're going to be critiquing it they're going to make sure that it's perfect and understand that and there's nothing wrong with that they're a paying customer yeah and so but sometimes it's just really hard you're ready to go you think you've finished and then they come out and they say oh hey can you do this real quick Mm -hmm. and that's when you oh sure no problem love to (laughs) (laughs) dang it i wanted to go home (laughs) and so and that's where the customer service comes in and stuff and so uh and then what was the other part of the question? Um, just, you know, if there's different industries. So you, Oh, sure, yes. Okay, so like a different industry that we could expand out into would be like uh, ponds. Okay. In- installing ponds and stuff. Okay. Where you could get into, you know. Water fish. features. Yes, exactly, water features. And you could put fish and water plants and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and then another one that you could expand out into, and we do a little bit, but not a lot. I kind of try to stay away from it unless the job is is right mm-hmm. is, is like a hardscapes with with pavers and okay. landscaping stones and stuff like that okay and so if somebody's looking into doing this um are the industry are the different areas and you know like you said commercial versus residential hardscapes you know water features and then just your typical landscaping mm-hmm. are they going to be needing different um, are they meeting different specifications? Like, do you need to be a different type of person to do each one? Or are they very similar? Do they share the same standards? I would say no. Um, I, I think that uh, you can basically do it, do any of it. Okay. Uh, I mean, and there's lots of books out there and stuff that will tell you exactly how to install a pond. Okay. I mean, yeah, I feel like you just go to the library, get a pond book, and, <laughs> and go. Uh, you'll be installing the pond in a couple hours, <laughs> you know? So... So yeah, I mean, it, it looks hard, and, and that's what's really rewarding about the job too, is that it looks hard, and sometimes it is, but it comes out so great. The, the, the before and after pictures are, are just mind-blowing sometimes. And it's just doing it, right? Because exactly. a lot of people don't want to just yeah. do the hard work yeah, exactly. of it all, right? I mean, to install a pond, you got to dig a big, giant hole to start. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's <a> big hole. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really just, if somebody's looking at this, they don't need to be necessarily um, looking at a specific type of industry within mm-hmm. the landscaping based on who they are. They can they can pick whichever ones. But I, I do want to, you talked about residential and commercial. So in commercial, do you have as much customer service as you do with residential? Um, yes, because like a lot of my, one of my commercial contracts, I have to go and see him every month. Okay. I have to go visit the store manager every single month. Okay. And that's, and that's kind of a pain. Because I'd rather just shoot him an email, done, goodbye. Mm-hmm. But it gives the face-to-face interaction. He, you know, he always says we do a great job, and so that's always rewarding. I can go tell the guys that okay. says, "Hey, uh, you know, Brandon, thanks for doing a great job. Keep up the good work." Um, so there, it, it goes both ways. It's kind of a pain, but also it's rewarding. Okay, so but there's still customer service. Absolutely. So just because you go to commercial, yeah. it's not easier necessarily no. than residential. Mm-hmm. They, they need their bills on time. They need them specifically. So if you're an introvert, ways. that's yeah. probably not for you. Uh-huh. If, if you're shy, if you're unable to talk to people, commercial is still not going to sure. be the right Yeah, program. it's going to be tough because, yeah, you got to sell these people too. They're going to call you and say, hey, 
what can you do for me? And you can say, well, I can offer you great service for less price. Okay. Yeah, so there's there's selling in there as well. Sure. And so what are some of the drawbacks to your career choice? Um, I send the guys home, you know, after work, but I still have lots of work to do. I have <laughs> emails to do and emails to answer and bids to do, okay. bids to go look at. Okay. So I'm always working. I'm always thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. And so um, I I see that as, as a little bit of an issue. Okay. Because, oh my gosh, I'm always working. It's always on my mind. And so it, it's definitely stressful to a point. Okay. Sometimes. So when you're, I mean, the goal is not to be at that point. Exactly. Anymore, right? One, so you're creating yes. a business mm-hmm. so that you don't have to do that. Absolutely. Time. Okay. But for right now, it is very yes. extensive and exhaustive. Sure. And, I mean, are there vacations? Do you get anything like that? Um, I take a few vacations here and there. Uh, I, I went to uh, L.A. for New Year's. Okay. And that was a lot of fun. They had the guys working. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of neat. <laughs> get some, yeah? Yeah, so that, that was always fun. I haven't been able to do that very often. I, I might have only done that once or twice now. Okay. So it's very scarce. Yes. Um, so if somebody has like a family, would this still be ideal or is it very consuming? Um, I was very thankful when I started my company. I was single, didn't have any kids, didn't have anything. And so I was I was very fortunate in that sense because I was able to focus so much time into it. I didn't have a girlfriend saying, hey, take me to dinner, <laughs> take, take me out and stuff, you know. Don't and, work on Sundays. Yes, don't work on Sundays, <laughs> don't work on Saturdays, we have plans. And so I did a lot of weekends. I worked I worked weekends probably for two years straight. Okay. And so it was definitely very time consuming at, at the beginning, but we're to the point now where we have contracts, we've signed five-year contracts. Okay. So the work's there now. Now we're, now we're not working as hard. Okay, so it's just for the it, it's a it's the a initial, minimal. Yeah, yes, okay. exactly. The okay. initial startup. Okay. And so what has been the worst day of your career so far? Um, the worst day of my career. Um I would say maybe it's weird when a client tells you that they can't pay you. So you do oh. all this work for them. And then they're like, well, yeah, I'm not going to pay you. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> I, I had one client tell me one time, I had installed all these bushes for him. Um, I might have misbid the job a little bit to where, I always take half down for a job. Okay. To cover materials and labor and whatnot. Sure. And then uh, and then you collect half when the job is finished. And so we had finished up the job. I think I went a little over on cost, so I was out of pocket probably maybe $500. Oh my goodness, okay. Yeah, and so but we're finished, we're gonna get paid, and the guy says, okay, cool, well, I'm not gonna pay you right now. And I say, excuse me? And he said, I'm not gonna pay you right now. Uh, I need a, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna hold this money for leverage. He said, I'll pay you when I know the bushes are going to live. And I'm thinking to myself, these bushes, if, even if they did die, they're not gonna die for six or eight months. Oh my goodness. Yes, and so we had to sit there and argue, and debate and and then finally and, and I explained to him and he's like well what do I do if the bushes die I was like you just call me and I'm gonna come and fix it and then and he's like but what if you don't and I was like well then that's when you take to social media or something and you give me a bad review and that would like that would technically ruin me yeah someone goes on Google and says Ryan ripped me off and, <laughs> and my bushes died that's it nobody's gonna call you period yeah so so that that was probably one of the toughest days I had. 
Yeah. Does uh, that happen often? Um, I would say, I mean, I would say it happens every now and then. Okay. I had a so guy, it's definitely a fear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you got to go knock on the door and you're like, oh, gosh, I hope they can pay me. And, and they're signed contracts and everything, you know. That oh, my goodness. That doesn't really make too much of a difference because can you really take somebody to court over $800? I mean, you can, but... Do we have time for that? Yeah, you yeah. Know? And the one guy was like, uh, my wife is sleeping. Um, pay you tomorrow or something. And I'm like, what? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's not an excuse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so so there, there, there's been those days oh, where yeah. you're like, what in the heck? Well, and back to the personalities, when it comes to being the owner, it's, yes. you, you have to be pretty aggressive. Yeah, sometimes. And you have to be calm and collected, too, you know, because yeah. you they still can take to social media and say whatever they want. Yeah. You know, and so, so you, you have to be professional, yeah, you have but to be still. Professional and say, hey, oh, yeah, sorry. Man, okay. Mm -hmm. And so if we flip that around, what has been the best day of your career? Um, I would say one of the best days, we could talk about money a little bit. Okay. Uh, one of the best days, I had done a cleanup for this guy, and it was, it was, it was on a weekend, so it was on still working weekends, mm -hmm. and uh, it was one of the bigger jobs I had done to date of that point, um, and I didn't, I just bid the job and stuff, and we got it done, we worked in the rain all day, and at the beginning of my business, I didn't really know how much I was going to make. Okay. I kind, of, I kind of would just... You went a little backwards with yeah, it. Exactly. Okay. I kind of would just bid the jobs, thinking in my head, oh, 2000 bucks. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Not figuring out, you know... What it is, okay. Costs and all these things. And so, so I get home, and he paid cash that day, too. And I get home, and I count my money... And and I made like a hundred, I made like a hundred and twenty bucks an hour that day. Wow! I made I made like some eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars, like in like seven hours. Yeah. And uh, and it was just mind blowing to me that I had just made more money in eight hours than I have, than I make in a week at the zoo. Wow! And so that's when I knew that I'm like, okay, I'm very very close to taking that leap. But I was still so scared to because the nine to five is so comfortable. Yeah. You go to work, you know what you have to do, you leave, that's it, done. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yep. It's gonna be there. Yep. And so <laughs> and so I would say that that was like a definitely an eye opening time in my life where I was like, Oh my gosh, this is wild. <laughs> I just made all this money. I just made all this money. This is great. Was, well and you put in the effort. Like yeah, it's exactly. it was nobody else made it for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I went and bid the job. The bid, the job was way out of the way. I went and bid the job. He called me and he accepted the bid and we scheduled it and we had to email back and forth and, and go over everything, sign the contract. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you could say that I made that money in eight hours or you could look at the big picture and say <laughs> it was more like 16 hours. Yeah. So, so it goes both ways. Okay. And so what are some of the other benefits of doing what you do? Um, we're working in uh, Tacoma, Washington right now. And if you're from Washington, you know that Tacoma can be a, uh, a little bit of a rougher area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's nice that we're taking these old, these, these apartment complexes, uh, these built, not complexes, they're about 12, 9 to 12 unit buildings. Sure. And they're, and they're like over 100 years old. Oh, wow. They're really old buildings in, um, in Hilltop, Tacoma area. And, uh, and so, and so we're, we're taking, we're ripping out all the old landscaping and all these old grown, overgrown bushes and stuff. And we're installing these new lands, new landscape and whatnot. And so just watching these buildings transform from what we have done. Yeah. 
it's just really neat. And, and, and all the communities always walking by and just telling us that we're doing such a good job and that's looking really nice and stuff. And so it's really, it's really nice too to see that the, just even the community, just the people that walk down the street uh, can see it as well. They're like, oh, wow, this is beautiful, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's very rewarding in that sense. Being able to see what you've done. See, like, you know yes, what you've accomplished. Yes, exactly. And then and then two years down the road, you're going to be driving down the street, and you're like, oh, hey, I built that fence. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's really neat to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, and absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so what is it that you love most about what you do? Um, What I love most is that I'm the boss. <laughs> I love that. Uh, to be honest, I was fired from a lot of jobs. <laughs> I, was, I was fired. Well, that's good news for people listening. If you've been yes. fired for a lot of jobs, maybe you just need to be the boss. Yeah, you just got to start your own business. And then you'll be good. And then I tell my teacher friends, I'm like, hey, you guys should start uh, tutoring companies, tutoring on the side. I feel like any job out there that you're doing, you should consider doing it for yourself yeah i mean there's lots of jobs out there or or consider something that you can do from your for yourself sure cleaning houses suck but if you're cleaning houses at a hundred dollars an hour not so bad yeah <laughs> you know, cleaning houses at that price and so so i would say that definitely being the boss is great you know you're not late to work anymore yeah <laughs> you know all kinds of perks <laughs> you can take a day off whenever you want yeah you know, and so and so that's really neat. I would say um, another bad thing, good thing, is the money. The money's great. It's it's neat to, to for you to go and find it and for you to bring it in. It, it's it's really neat to that these guys depend on me. Yeah. Your employees, you're their livelihood, and, and I take huge responsibility in that. Yeah. That that they without me they're going to be long gone down the road, and so I need to make sure that I'm more or less helping provide for them. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's really rewarding as well. Okay. And what was your first job, and what do you think it contributed to your success today? So we talked a little bit about my first job. That was that English Laurel hedge that I had trimmed. No, no, no. Your first job ever. Oh, ever. Okay. Your first job ever. Um, I don't know. I think it was probably raking leaves when, when I was really little. Okay. You know, we just, I mean, my friends were sitting around one day, and we're like, you know, we could go mow lawns. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's what every little kid does, I think, sure. or some of them. And so, and so we uh, we we, were, we went around his neighborhood, went and printed off um, um, business cards and cut them all out and stuff. And the name of the company was uh, J and R Landscaping. <laughs> standing for Jordan and Ryan, Jordan and Ryan Landscaping. <laughs> and uh, we went we went and knocked on this lady's door, and we're like, hi. Um, we're we're breaking leaves so we can get money for Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> and she thought we were pitching her, but we were telling the truth. <laughs> and, and, uh, and and she was like, "Yeah, boys, go ahead and rake all the leaves up." And so we did, and I think she paid us like sixty dollars. Oh wow! And, and and we're like in the fourth grade. Yeah, kid, and that's we're a lot of money. We were so happy, and, uh, and and we yeah we we did a really good job, and she was happy and stuff, and and I think we continued to rake her leaves. For a few years after that. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, so she repeat became customer. yeah exactly. She became a repeat <laughs> customer right away, and so uh, and so I was thinking. I think then, and I was always, I was always constantly had that in the back of my mind that you know land, I always loved landscaping and that I could always fall back on that. Okay, and do you think you learned anything that has 
led to something you keep now? Any Anything you learned from that first experience that you continue? Um, I kind of remember the way we were raking the leaves. Okay. I remember putting down a snow shovel. That's <laughs> <and then laughs> well, the biggest shovel. We can rake the most yeah. leaves with it. And we're in my buddy's mom's garage, and we're like, yeah, snow shovel, check. <laughs> Leaf rakes. We just grabbed whatever we thought was good, and then we just like put it in a wagon, I think, mm-hmm. and walked down the street. And so I remember using a snow shovel and a big, a big fan rake. And uh, and those are the still my go-to tools go- today. Those are you gotta have the snow shovel and a big and rake. And a big rake, and uh, then you're all for it. If not, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Sometimes the simplest things are the best, yes, right? Yes. And so, in what you do now, um, owning your own landscaping company and doing the landscaping, do you believe that your career is helping the community? Um. Or helping others. I would say yes. I mean, because we, I mean, we pick up garbage in a lot of the parking lots. Any properties that we're on, we're always removing garbage and stuff. So we're constantly, just even in that little bit makes landscaping look so much better. Big difference. Um, and then, you know, and then you just have the community and stuff that they get to look at it as well. And then uh, I try to just to make sure that we are active members of, of the community by, you know, volunteering uh, once a year, whatever organization we decide to do and we go as a team okay um yeah and so that's good it gets our name out there and and then we just we help them sometimes we'll do like um like the city of renton will hold a you know a landscaping kind of community day and then they go clean up the parks or whatever oh, okay and so and so we'll, we'll join in on that and do you recommend other people who own businesses or want to own businesses to do yeah absolutely volunteering is a great way to get your name out there for free and then they see that you're you're a wonderful person because you're volunteering your time yeah absolutely and so i definitely think that's honestly a free way of advertising yeah is is it's just volunteering volunteer. yeah volunteer and, and, and hand out your card absolutely and what do you currently, do you have any expansion plans or anything new coming up? I know you said you were switching to kind of more commercial. Anything else kind of happening with your business in the near future? Um, we started doing some print ad advertising, which okay. I haven't done in the past. I was doing more social media, more Yelp, Google AdWords, all kinds of advertising that way. Mm-hmm. And so we did, we went into print ad. Okay. And it's um, it's a magazine that goes out specifically to a neighborhood. Okay. Um, and the magazine features a family um, from the neighborhood once a month on the cover. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind it is, oh, hey, the Millers are on the cover. Let's go read about the Millers. And so you go in there and you read about the Millers. Excuse me. <clears throat> you see what they do and... And so then hopefully it gets you to open the magazine, you flip through it, you see ads in there, and then you stumble across a landscaping ad because, uh, you know, your wife is mad that the yard looks like crap. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and yeah. So, and so then they call Ryan. And, okay. and so And so we're, we're starting to go out with that. The magazine hasn't been in print now for about two or three months, and we haven't seen anything back yet. So we're starting to dig a small hole. Okay. Because... You pay you pay yeah. per month. It's a three year contract. Oh wow! Yeah, I kind of shot myself in the foot there, but it could pay off too. Yeah, yeah, it's so, kind of early. Exactly, so. it's very early. So so it's definitely I'm nervous about that because <laughs> also 
500 homes from the neighborhood could call at the same time as well. E- so it could go either way. Yeah, okay. You know, it could go really fast. It could go really slow. It could go perfect. So uh, that's definitely something that, and, and, and it's into a, a residential neighborhood as well. So, that pull, yes, exactly. Pulling back from, from residential, I just took a big old giant step back into it. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. It's a little bit of, yeah, it's a learning and, thing. Yes, exactly. It's a learning so, curve. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully we get a lot of maintenance out of that neighborhood and we can stay condensed into one place. You know, we get Versus 10. Versus going yes, everywhere. Kent, yeah, Kent, Renton, Auburn. Okay. Yeah, so that's that was the idea behind that as well. And I think that's what uh, got me in trouble with my last residential contracts was I was driving a thousand miles to make a hundred dollars. Mm, and that wasn't it's just not worth cost it. effective. Yes, because yeah. you got the guys in the truck they're getting paid by the hour and the list goes on and on. Okay. So. Okay. And um so we've kind of gone through what it means to be um, a landscaper and a landscape owner. Mm-hmm. And so if people want to find you, they can find you on social media, which yep. will put your links on my website. Cool. Um, but we've kind of talked about what it all means and how it all wraps up. I just have a few more questions. Okay. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Um, I probably wanted to be a professional baseball player. <laughs> for sure on that. You were going for it? I was going for it. And then, um, you know, I wanted to be an astronaut and all those fun things. <laughs> uh, and then I, I really wanted to go to college. Um, and I think it kind of turned me off when I hit high school because high school is kind of tough. Yeah. You know, with the, the math and the, the writing and the English and all that stuff and the homework and the everything. And it was just, it was really tough for me. And so, I mean, one day I felt like it was just a switch. I don't even know when it happened. <laughs> I just looked back and I was like, oh man, when, when did I decide not to do that? And, and so, I mean, one day I, I was just like, I'm not going to college because I, I'm not going to sign up for something that was already turmoil, yeah. heartache. And do more so, hard. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so, and so one day, you know, I just, I didn't, I don't know what happened. I just, I just was like, all right, I'm not doing that. What am I going to do? And then I, I just bounced around to 10 different jobs. I was I did waterproofing underneath houses. <laughs> I got fired from there. <laughs> uh, I used to fuel private jets at the airport. Oh jeez. Yes. <laughs> um, I had a giant fuel spill and uh, I <laughs> oh, no. crashed a plane once. Oh my gosh. <laughs> got fired from there. <laughs> Um, I got fired from uh, a, a factory I worked for for being on my cell phone too much. Oh, jeez. <laughs> fired. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, and so I worked at all these jobs, worked at all these jobs. And so I kind of had a taste of a lot of different things. Yeah. And I, and I felt like it helped my skills, too, because if I need to waterproof underneath my house now, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Fuel, my plane needs fuel. I'm in. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I worked at a construction company. Um, I did work for a, a landscaping company twice, two different times. Did you and get fired from either one I of those? I didn't get fired. We just okay. got laid off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get there. So, just say, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, my very first job was uh, was uh, retail at Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh wow! Yeah, did you get so, fired from that one? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, at least your hope, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, now I know all about linens and towels and all sorts of stuff. Pots and pans and <laughs> kitchen gadgets. You're well rounded. Yeah, exactly. I know all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and so, 
And so what would you say is the best piece of business advice you've received? The best piece of business advice I have received would be to um, just kind of more or less stay humble. Uh, be sure to put yourself out there. Uh, don't give up. Keep going. And, and eventually, if you keep trying at something, eventually you're going to learn. Eventually you're going to succeed. Sure. No matter how many times you fail, as long as you learn from your failures, you're not going to do that again, and eventually you'll succeed. And so I would say, you know, that it's just good to, you know, just stay stay with it and, and keep your head in there and to, and to just stay humble. Okay. And so what would you tell somebody who's currently discouraged in their job? So they feel like, you know, they're they're not moving forward, they're not happy, they hate what they do. Um, what what would you kind of say to them? And that's a good question because, I mean, a lot of those jobs I got fired from, I got fired because I stopped caring. I hated it. It was yeah. terrible. I'd wake up every morning and I would hate my job. I would hate going to work. And, and I would say since landscaping, that's never crossed my mind. I don't ever wake up and go, oh, God, I got to go to work today. I wake up fine. I wake up rested. And, and I say that because it, it feels good. I'm happy. Yeah. So I would say that if you're, if you're discouraged at your job right now and that you're not happy, there's a reason. And, and, and you need to just kind of do some self-reflecting and find out what that reason is and see what you can do to change it. Um, they say the grass is not greener on the other side, but I mean, sometimes it really is. <laughs> sometimes it's a lot greener on the other side, okay? And so I think, I think what you have to do is if you're not happy at your job, you need to start searching for a new one. Because um, I have lots of horrible bosses. Oh, gosh, I had horrible bosses. Oh, man, I can tell you boss stories for so long. I had bosses that would just get in my face and yell and swear at me. Oh. And I'm like, dude, all you got to do is just talk to me. Just tell me what the issue is. We'll try not to do it again. Yeah. You know, I didn't oh, do this no. on purpose. And uh, that job I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're we're all backed up at lunchtime, and uh, he was all mad at me and stuff, and I just left. I just made it his problem. Wow. Because <laughs> all these parts and stuff that we had to ship out that were time sensitive, and I just left. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bye. So basically, I mean, not encouraging anybody to just leave your no, job, don't do but that. but maybe you should yes. if you're unhappy. That was, that was bad because it took me like six months to find a new job. That was that was a low point. It took me a long time to find a new job after that, so don't do that. It's much easier to find a job when you have one. And I would just say definitely just search, just try try something new. Um, there's lots of different industries out there, and you would be surprised that, you know, even though that you have known nothing about aerospace, that you could probably get a job in the aerospace industry. Yeah. Um, uh, every company has accountants and HRs and everything. They, they, every single company has a position that most other companies have. Yeah. So search around. You you have your experience now and and your resume. So just take that to another company, and the grass will m most likely be greener. <laughs> and you're a shining example of failing multiple times yes. by getting fired and yes. still being able to come out okay. Uh huh. So the. Being scared about getting a new job is probably what people should kind of steer away. Yes, from. don't worry about being scared. Change, change is scary, 
Um, but just go out there and, and you'll find something better, I promise. It's out there. There's, there's a million jobs. There's a hundred million jobs out there. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show today, Ryan. Thank you for having me. If you like this episode or you're looking to change your career, go to 28andsearching.com or become a patron to get exclusive content sent directly to you. See you next week.